Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a particularly unique world record that we need to tell you about. That's somebody set, so that's exciting. Uh, we need to check in on the guy who's spending 24 hours at the Waffle House. For every waffle he eats, he gets to shave an hour off the clock. You see, he lost a bet, more or less. He was in a fantasy football league. He finished last, and the penalty for being last is you have to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House, but you mm. get to leave an hour early for every waffle you eat. So obviously, Time you, off for good behavior. If you walked in and <laughs> ate 23 waffles in the first hour, you could just go home, but that would be a And lot. vomit. be a lot of waffles. Yeah. But uh, we'll get an update on that. I do believe there was a uh, a reversal of fortune is not a penalty. You, you oh, don't yeah, have okay. to. Yeah. I like this yeah, guy. It's, it's more humiliation. Here's one of his tweets. I'm an hour and ten into it. Two more waffles and one human who is dead on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's um, funny. Um, I, um, I, I love waffles. I miss waffles. Oh. I'm kind of a low-carb guy, low-sugar guy. Man, waffles with butter and syrup. Oh, my God. He looks like a guy who could eat some waffles. His next tweet was, four waffles down, been here for an hour and a half, so that means I have 18 and a half to go. I'm ready. I'm already in immense discomfort. Please, somebody, launch me into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. Uh, two children, can't be older than six, are up at the Touch Tunes. That's where you play the music there in the Waffle House. Absolutely jazzed to hear whatever bangers they picked out as soon as Enter Sandman finishes. And it's the eye of the tiger. Hell yeah, let's get another waffle. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Now it's Hotel California. How fitting. I can check out any time I want, but I can never leave. Yes, I can in 17 hours. Wow. Uh, Per my league commissioner... I'm allowed to sit in a parking lot here at the Waffle House in case I puke so it won't count against me. So he's allowed to go out and puke in the parking lot if he eats too much. Firm but fair, Commissioner. I respect that. <laughs> Waffle number- so he can't just wander out there to get fresh air. It's got to be for the purpose of vomiting. Waffle number five down just hit the 2,000 calorie mark and feeling great. <laughs> okay, more on that later. That's funny. Uh, at least the guy's got a sense of humor. That's, yeah. that's pretty funny. Oh, man, I almost hate to uh, to interrupt the good times with serious fare. I don't know. We could wait a segment, I guess. Well, we do have to take a fond look back. Oh, that's right. I got the memory of Joe Biden over here. My apologies. Time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. This is what it feels like to be 100%. There's only one, and that's the one. The Pekingese wasabi. <laughs> I see people on the street walking outside with a mask on like you moron. Apple had basically no plan B to China, and that really left the company vulnerable to the whims of the government. But if Russia is a threat, China is the threat to the United States and to the free world. The only coronavirus we have is in Wuhan, yes, where they have a lab called, what's the lab called again, Stephen? The Wuhan Novel Coronavirus Lab. I believe that's uh-huh. the case. People have been going to backyard barbecues and ball games and restaurants all over the country. I will not be a party to this bull****. Then nobody in town knows when the milk's there. They leave it out too long and it attracts milk bugs. Those suckers can bite. 
look at me. Look at me, Europe. I'm nice and easy. Listen to my voice. You know, I'm whisper calm. <laughs> We have a saying, don't be mad at the mirror if you're ugly. If all of your political opponents are dead, in prison, poisoned, doesn't that send a message that you do not want a fair political fight? Why are you so confident he'll change his behavior, Mr. President? I owe my last question an apology. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been such a wise guy with the last answer I gave. So, Wolf, there he is apologizing for the way he responded to my question. That is completely unnecessary from the president. He did not have to apologize. My goodness, Conan, I have not seen you since the Capitol riots. If you take us to Applebee's, I immediately note that you're probably an alcoholic and are only here for the $1 Long Island iced teas. I'm ecstatic. I don't give a f about the food either. That's a good cow, man. You got to slaughter that one and turn it into steaks for Dad on Father's Day. I mean, that's a good oh, cow. Delicious. It's official. The U.S. Track and Field Association has officially prohibited Shelley Houlihan, who you've never heard of, Shelby Houlihan, who you've never heard of, but was going to become a household name and on your box of Wheaties or something when she won multiple gold medals at the Summer Olympics here in a couple of weeks in Japan. But she has been banned. For testing positive for a banned substance, she claims she got it from a pork burrito. Yeah, she asked for guacamole. They put steroids on there instead. Simple mistake. Minimum wage people. Fifteen years ago, I'd have believed her. But having been lied to by some really convincing liars, whether it's Mark McGuire or Marion Jones or Lance Armstrong, people that I actually believed. Because they were so forceful in their tears in their eyes. I can't believe people think this. I've dedicated my entire life to this. Nothing matters to me more. And turns out they were just lying straight into our faces. You child. Not lying. Good. So I'm sorry. I got to assume you are dirty there, honey. So whatever. Of course, her response would be, yeah, so are all the other runners. They just haven't been caught yet. That's how these competitions work. Uh, yes, I've uh, been tipped off by people involved in promotion in professional sports. The steroid tests are a an intelligence test. If you can't figure out how to time your doses to beat it, you're not smart enough to play in the league. That's that's really the attitude. So anyway, did Lance Armstrong ever say? Seems like he would have said this if it were true. Did he ever say, "Look, you can't win the Tour de France"? without using banned substances. I think he said something like that. I don't recall specifically. I'll bet that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. So this gal's thinking, okay, now I'm the bad guy. Now you're going to get a bunch of people taking every single drug I'm on and some I've never even heard of running for glory because they timed the test right. And I somehow screwed it up. I just fired my chemist, by the way. I'll be back in a year. Yeah, that's that's the reality of it. But well, Lance Armstrong, anyway. though, he was like flying to Italy and getting all new blood. Remember, <laughs> in between uh, legs of the race, right? He'd meet Keith, Keith Richards there in the in the waiting room. Hello, Keith. Hello. <laughs> They'd get their new blood and get on with life. Nothing counts so much as blood. Nah, right, Gene. The great Gene Hackman. There is Gene still with us? I don't know that. I think he is. He used to be my favorite actor, but I soured on him for some reason. Obnoxious politics, you think? No. I don't know if I've seen him in anything that I was like, oh, he wasn't great in that. No, he's he's good <laughs> in everything. 
Uh, well, he's uh, one of the feature players, one of the great players in my favorite movie, Unforgiven. So, true. I, I love him still. He's his, still alive at the age of ninety-one. Oh, really? His wow. best role, Mississippi Burning. Man, was he good oh, in that movie? I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen Mississippi no. Burning? Well, you got something to do this weekend. Yeah, I'm watching it this Holy weekend. Holy cow! Love me some Hackman. Uh, yeah, that, it's, Willem Dafoe, uh, and it's it's all about race relations. So it's it's some prizes. It's not 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 a comedy. Does Willem Dafoe do the thing where he looks really weird? Yes, yes and scary. Awesome. I love yes. when he does that. So you have seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of scary and weird, critical race theory is indoctrinating your children. An eloquent father took it apart at a local school board meeting. We have that tape. Plus, a couple of Congress people grilling an admiral who had recommended all of our naval personnel read the horrific racist How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, good stuff. Hope you can stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, see, talking the other day about understanding lyrics, I get these lyrics. <laughs> Everybody, get on the floor, let's the dance. Don't fight the feeling, give yourself a chance. Yes, and now what? Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Now, these are lyrics. Shake what? When's KC going to get his Nobel Prize for literature? <laughs> Long Thanks overdue. for the KC, Michael. Everybody, get on the floor. Let's dance. Don't fight the feeling. Give yourself a chance. Shake, shake, shake. I like it when songs tell me how to dance to their song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate dance songs about dancing. I like Sean, dance I've songs made that, clear. that are just instructional yeah. tutorials. I can do that. Step to the left. <laughs> Two steps to the right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And people go out to a bar, have a couple of beers, and are just as happy as they can be doing that. Absolutely. Break it and down I'm happy time. for you. <laughs> <laughs> How many times I didn't hear. <laughs> this is so good. An Illinois father became furious Monday during a speech against critical race theory given at a school board meeting. This is the insidious racist idea that every unequal outcome is racist and therefore Everything must be torn down, including the Constitution, the country, the rest of it. And that white people are born racist and always will be and cannot be redeemed. And those little children at school of yours, they are racists themselves. And this black man who, and I think he makes this clear in context, who has a couple of medical degrees, ain't buying it. Clip 80. About critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other. That's pretty much what it's going to that's pretty much all I can say. It's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids this white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to personally tell a white kid, oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You're going to sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Go ahead, roll on, 81. Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to grow up in a world where they are judged by the contents of their, what? Character. Their character, not their skin. Absolutely. If they let this stuff go on right now, it is absolutely doing the complete reverse of what he's doing. So when February comes, don't talk about Martin Luther King. When February comes, don't talk about black history. Mother of y'all going to sit there and just pee on his grave with this nonsense. 
Yeah. He went on. I wish we had the whole That's thing. That's awesome. Said, not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're not going to get anywhere. Black folks are getting told by other black folks you're never going to be able to get out there in the world because white folks are never going to let you anywhere. The white man is going to keep me down, keep you down. How did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? What a particularly awful thing to tell little kids when they have no perspective. I can't right. imagine my kids learning at their current ages. See, white people are born evil. That's the way they're born. And they try to keep people with other skin from succeeding. Right. They've designed an entire system, an entire country to hurt you. And do you know who's hurting you? Look next to you at that little child. That is who is hurting you. And it's a bad message on both sides. Oh, it's just obscene. I was just reading uh, Jonah Goldberg's column on the soft totalitarianism of uh, Ibram X. Kendi and the whole anti-racist thing and how it, it it's totalitarianism. And then it says, I de- get to declare who's a racist and who's not and what's racist and what's not. And if you mm-hmm. don't fall into these categories, you are by definition a racist. Right. And if you are racist, you can be ended. Because you are the embodiment of evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, they are openly, openly contemptuous of the idea of the First Amendment. So, in the, and, and not only is this happening, and your kids and college kids are being indoctrinated into it, but they're recommending our, the members of our armed forces read this garbage. And uh, Representative Jim Banks, among others, was grilling this Admiral Michael Gilday about it. Oh, that's right. We have more of Ty Smith stuff. Yeah, let's finish up with Ty Smith, and then we'll get to the Admiral afterward. Ty Smith is the dad who we just heard talking. Let's hear clip 82. This is in an interview. Well, no, the ones that were possibly like a, a part of this whole narrative that make it seem like black folks just can't do anything without getting some help from Big Brother government, they had nothing to say. Mm. So before I spoke, a lot of people were up there saying all this. The black people have this art. We need to do more. We need to do this. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wait a minute. The very people that they are talking about, that was me. I was that kid that they're describing right there, and I didn't see not one of their faces ever come to my neighborhood trying to help out. But they do all this talking on the outside. They march, and they got their fists up, and they say, we're with you. But when it comes down to getting with us personally, none of them are ever there. And 83. I got nieces and nephews that's going to be in school and cousins is going to be in school. And I do not want this nonsense being taught to them because it's completely wrong. And that's why I said when when this come around, don't talk about Martin Luther King. Don't talk about nothing that Martin Luther King said or did because critical race theory is actually doing the reverse of that. It's making what Martin Luther King did and what he fought for, what he died for, meaningless. That's absolutely true. Yep. Yep, it is. Educate yourself. Read Cynical Theories by James Lindsay if you want. Uh, you got anything else uh, you'd recommend? Uh, that's pretty good or just follow some good james, podcasts follow james Lindsay's twitter feed because he he addresses issues on a an hour by hour basis as they pop around up around the country it's pretty interesting stuff for some reason this was reminding me of i was watching this um interview from 60 minutes with miles davis and it was old as from back in the 80s the great jazz trumpeter miles um, davis. because i've been on this jazz kick for a couple of years now and um so they're interviewing miles davis too many notes harry harry reasoner and uh, and he says to Miles Davis, "What what gives a black musician like you, you know, the soul, the uh, the ability to play the blues? Is it the legacy of slavery and suffering in this country?" And Miles Davis says, "What are you talking about?" He says, "I ain't never suffered in my life. My dad was a professor. My mom was a school teacher. I ain't never suffered, and I don't plan to. That's ridiculous." <laughs> I thought that was such a great answer. 
And he wow. and, and Miles Davis hates white hated white people. He's been dead for quite some time. He hated yeah. white people, but he wasn't going to go with that ridiculous. Somehow the legacy of slavery translates to my trumpet playing. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Everybody's had the blues in one way or another. You know, it's funny. The blues is often about the blues. And I like that. But dance music about dancing, I don't like. <laughs> You're a complicated man. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> or <Yes>. nuts. <laughs> drinking songs are about drinking. Is that the same thing? or? Well, no, but there's no, there's no form of music known as drinking. God, I'll music. tell you. So I... Uh, well, all music is kind of. <laughs> not to go into details, but... So much of music is about heartbreak, right? And getting dumped and uh, and uh, going through a relationship situation like that now. I've been listening to so many sappy music, songs that I haven't listened to in 40 years. Just like the worst of like, I was on a kick of soft 70s soft rock the other day. It was oh. just embarrassing, but I couldn't stop. Wow. Singing at the top of my lungs like a broken hearted <laughs> high school girl. Wow, well, whatever it takes. Let it, it out. Let Tears it out. streaming down oh, your yeah, face. Exactly. Snotty nose. Exactly. <laughs> Admirals should not recommend books to their sailors. We'll have proof next. Exactly, Michael. This is one of the songs I was listening to last Saturday night driving around on my sad songs playlist, the Broken Hearted playlist. <laughs> Singing oh this song boy. at the top of my lungs. Through the sobs, of course. Yeah, through the sobs I was singing this song. Top of my Songs and songs like this. Honest to God, till like 3 o'clock in the morning. Driving around. That's how, that's how sad I was. I'm sorry to hear that. So many of the instruments of wussiness in this song. Oh, yeah. This is one of the, s- the sappiest songs ever. She said she married her an architect. <laughs> Even architect is weak. <laughs> it's all of it. Anyway, that's enough of that. I can't go oh, back it's there. it's bringing me down. Oh, yeah. Well, it's meant to. It's supposed to. Well, it's supposed to reverberate with those who are already down. That's what right. songs like that are for. And it's funny. If you're not in that mood, they just seem stupid. And, like, who would listen to this? But if that's yeah. where you are, like the most important art out there. Music is one of the closest things to actual magic that I've ever experienced in life. Yeah. It's oh, really great what, it, what it can do. It's something. Yeah. Well, as the great Elton John said, uh, well, as the great Bernie Taupin said, through Elton John's mouth, sad songs say so much. Mm. Come on, man. You want to talk about sad? Tucker Carlson notes that in Russia, officers above the rank of colonel are required to read a book by a Russian nationalist, Alexander Dugan, called The Foundations of Geopolitics. It imagines Russia at the center of a Eurasian empire. In China, recruits are told to read The Origin and Goal of History. It teaches that China is successful because its culture is superior to the West's. You might not agree with them, but they're serious books, and they promote the national interest of the countries whose officers read them, and that's why they're assigned. So with that in mind, what is the American military reading these days? Let's see. A subliterate pamphlet on how the United States is a disgusting, immoral country that must be changed immediately and forever. The tract is titled, How to Be an Anti-Racist. It was written by University of Florida professor called Henry Rogers, who now that he's rich and famous goes by his revolutionary name, Ibram X. Kendi. The book is garbage. Actually, it's worse than that. Not, Not only is the book repetitive and embarrassingly stupid, but it's also poisonous. 
Perhaps you're familiar with the book. It says that any system that produces unequal outcomes must be racist, period. That's the entire thesis, and he applies it to everything. And if something is racist, it must be torn down. It's critical theory masquerading now as critical race theory. It's revolutionary politics, which uses race as its excuse, and a bunch of half-witted white people have fallen for it, which is unfortunate. Uh, this is my problem with anti-racism, according to Joni Goldberg, who's talking about this particular book that they're now making them read in the military. Along with the branches of critical race theory that peddle the same idea, I'm perfectly willing to concede that racism is a problem, but I'm sure I disagree with Kendi about the scope, nature, and urgency of the problem. I'm even more certain I disagree with at least some of his proposed solutions. Does that make me racist? No. Does that make me unconcerned with racism? No. It just makes me a person with a different set of opinions and priorities. Kendi disagrees. For instance, he says, opposition to slavery reparations is racist. That says that in the book. If you can't see how this is a... If you disagree with me, your racist claim amounts to moral bullying. My argument will be lost on you. But just to be clear, there are plenty of non-racist arguments against reparations. These arguments may be wrong or or unpersuasive, but that doesn't make them objectively racist unless you believe that Kendi has has a pontifical authority to decide such matters for everyone. Which is exactly what he's claimed. And if you fall for this claptrap, you really need to look at your own brain. I don't know. You just look at your own brain. You're letting this guy declare that anything he disagrees with is racist. And that makes you a racist and a bad person, and therefore you should be silenced. Because they have no love whatsoever for the First Amendment. They're totalitarians. And if you don't get that, you're just dumb. Uh, here's, Here's Ibram X. Kendi defending racism for us in clip 34. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. (laughs) Sure, a a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is pretty simple using the same terms. Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, anybody want to take a guess? Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. So racism is racist if it's racist, and it's anti-racist if it's anti-racist. You're racist. Yeah, he he invented this idea that there's no such thing as uh, being neutral on the subject in that, like you say, I'm not racist. Are you doing anything today to be anti-racist? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, then you are a racist. Unless you're doing things to be anti-racist today, you are a racist. What's anti-racist? I'll let you know. I will tell you, and I will change it constantly, and you will (laughs) obey me. And stupid, stupid white people fall for this. So anyway. And his description right there was that if you get um, unequal outcomes, for instance, in our health care system, there's all kinds of stats that show that black people uh, have worse health outcomes than white people. There are a gazillion reasons why that is or could be. But he doesn't feel the need to get into those. It's just racist on its face. And so you have to be for universal health care because that would fix it. How do you know that's not going to be end up with the same results? Well, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Those questions don't matter. Nope. And getting back to the idea of what's being read in the military and how uh, it influences the troops and how it should be in the national interest, you have a, 
Admiral Michael Gilday, who recommended everybody in the Navy read this claptrap garbage, and Representative Jim Banks is having none of it. Clip 30 first. Kendi's book states that capitalism is essentially racist, and Kendi is clear that racism must be eliminated. So yes or no? Do you personally consider advocating for the destruction of American capitalism to be extremist? Here's what I know, Congressman. So yes There's or no racism question, Admiral. in the United States Navy. Admiral, you I recommended every sailor in the United States Navy read this book. So yes or no question. I'm not forcing anybody to read the book. It's on a recommended reading list. Jack, would you like to review the Mott and Bailey thing? Is he just a classic example of it there? Yeah, so this is going on all the time. And that they uh, they go out into the way out into away from their castle and make this argument about this anti-racist BS book. And as soon as they're challenged on it, they retreat to their castle and say, there's racism in the military. Are you saying there's not or don't care about that? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. No, I just think you're preaching racist claptrap. Clip 31. Admiral, did you read the book? I did. Admiral, you said you read this book. What part of this book is redeeming and, and qualifies as something that, that every, I think every sailor in the United States is critical about his own journey as an African American in this country, what he's experienced? Let me ask you again, Admiral. Do you expect that sa- after sailors read this book that says that the United States Navy is racist, that we will increase or decrease morale, cohesion, and recruiting race into the United States Navy? I think we'll be a better Navy from having open, honest conversations about racism. That is the last thing Ibram X. Candy wants in his book is open, honest discussion about racism. He wants a single narrative pounded into your brain and your children's brain if you question him that makes you a racist. That's hilarious, Admiral. Clip 32. In college, Kendi stated that white people are a different breed of humans and are responsible for the AIDS virus. Yes or no, do you personally consider the conspiracy that white people started AIDS to be an extremist belief? Sir, I'd have to understand the context. That is a simple question. Made. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Admiral, this is a book that you recommended every defend, sailor in the United States Navy cherry-picked read. quotes from somebody's book. I'm not going to do that. I don't think he read it. I don't I, think I he don't has think he any idea. No, 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 he scanned no, the no. first chapter. No, I don't. I don't think there's a chance he read it. Yeah. If he, wow. if he read it, he'd think, "Wait a second, this doesn't make any sense." Or we can't yeah. be giving this to soldiers. Right. No, he just bought the crap that. Uh, if you're a good person that doesn't want to be seen as racist, you need to have this book on your shelf. You need to your school needs to buy a thousand copies and hand them out to kids, and you need to uh, walk around talking about it all the time. Well, in the Pentagon, I'm sure told the top brass, and he's one of them. Look, this whole equity thing is really hot. The uh, Biden administration is in favor of it, so uh, don't say equality, say equity, and and, and just make people read this crap without any understanding of it. Finally, clip 35, Senator Tom Cotton. One Marine told us that military, a military history training session was replaced with mandatory training on police brutality, white privilege, and systemic racism. He reported that several officers are now leaving his unit citing that training. Another service member told us that their unit was required to read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, which claims, and this is a quote, white people raised in Western society are conditioned into a white supremacist worldview. An airman told us their unit was forced into a racist exercise called a privilege walk. 
where members of the wing were ordered to separate themselves by race and gender in order to stratify people based on their perceived privilege. We spend trillions of dollars to try to have the strongest military on the planet, and we have had for 75 years. But as Joe mentioned earlier, China and Russia, they're just trying to teach their military how to whoop ass. We're having our, our, our soldiers read white fragility, that load of crap. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's, it's horrific. They are guffawing in Beijing. Chairman Xi is hiccuping. He's laughing so hard well, it's that a, we are dismantling our own country. It's a power on its way down. Uh, yeah, and, and you know what's so frustrating is there have been great important discussions of race, racism, the the legacy of the Jim Crow era, uh, education in inner cities, how to actually lift up black kids. And they're all being now shouted down by this discussion of this garbage. And so you're thinking, well, you guys are discussing it now. Yeah, that's because practically every public school in the country is indoctrinating your kids into this crap. This is a critical moment. Never mind critical race theory. This is a critical moment in America's history. It's horrific. Change of topic. We got a bunch of texts. Hit you with a couple of them. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I was listening yesterday to your Red Lobster story when Jack said it had never occurred to them that Red Lobster sold lobster. And Joe said, is Jack okay? My laptop is now covered with water. That is a... That that was a moment. No, it had never occurred to me. Anyway, a lot on the music. Um... Give Michael a raise. Fogelberg all effing day. Somebody texted, you guys are at your best when you're discussing lame music. This song is killer, says one. But my old lover at the grocery store. Are you ready to soft rock? (laughs) The snow is falling Christmas Eve. Somebody sent me the link to, this is another from that uh, world, Randy Van Warmer, Just When I Needed You Most. That's what I'll be singing to on my drive home from work today. You. Left me right. I can feel my testicles shrink as I'm listening to this. Yeah, it does. It actually affects the size of your te- testicles. Well, that uh, man needs an orchidometer. Somebody learned somebody during texted, the Barry Bonds trial is how you measure your testicles. And this text: When my parents got divorced in the '60s, my mom shut herself in the bedroom and played "Yesterday" over and over on a 45 record. It drove us all crazy. Oh, take care. That's horrible. I will take care. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny how it's funny how lame those songs are if you're not in that headspace. But if you are, if you get in that headspace, it's like, well, it's what's going on in your brain. Oh, I did listen to this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know, I know the songs that are going to get me. My testicles are like the size of, I don't know, the head of a pin at this point. Oh lord, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry to hear that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Helps your jeans fit better. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, California's released some new rules for mask wearing. Fantastic. Yep. It seems like new rules come out every hour. It's really weird. Uh, All that stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Longer than... Yeah, but see, this is a, this is a happy song. It's a sa- it's a sappy song, but it's a this is love's working out. No, it's his love's not working out songs. That's what I was uh, that was what I was listening to as I drove around the other day. Don't you remember I told you I love you, baby? Right, that sort of thing. Exactly. That's right, man. I should have spent all my time learning how to sing like that. 
Not we, rock and roll. Whisper I'm singing. A breathy, breathy and sensitive male. Oh, man. You got chicks crawling all over him. Get a fake clip on ponytail. You'd Ooh. rock it. One more text. Jack, ask him at Black Bear Diner if they serve Black Bear. Huh? You're the man. Exactly. <laughs> Just because it's got it in the no, name, it no. doesn't make it obvious that that's what they sell. Never text again. <laughs> you can't, a, like, it, go to Moose's Bar and get a jar of moose liquid. Well, Jack didn't know Red Lobster served lobster. <laughs> I didn't. Never what do you think they got at Dunkin' Donuts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Welcome with a good burger. Hold with a good burger. Can I take your order, please? Five uh, guys, burgers and fries. Can I get uh, the lobster bisque, please? <laughs> so uh, the stupidest state in America, California, has new rules for returning to the office. This is like the fifth time in a week that they've released new rules about masks. And apparently, according to this report, behind closed doors, they're really arguing hard over whether they should allow uh, vaccinated people not to wear masks or they should. And they're just screaming at each other. And it's really quite contentious on how, well, if you allow people who aren't vaccinated to go without masks, you're forcing people who have to wear a mask into a scarlet letter advertising their private medical decisions. So you're going to make everybody wear masks all the time? That's an idiotic point of view. Isn't that something that behind closed doors, you got people at a high level in the biggest state in the country saying, but that's not fair to those who decided not to get vaccinated because it's like a scarlet letter to have to wear a mask. While the rest of the country (gasps) says, I don't even know where my mask is. I threw them all out like a month ago. What are you talking about? Right. And California is the most vaccinated state in America if you eliminate the tiny, you know, they only had 100,000 people that had to vaccinate states. The, the people at the top of the list are those tiny, tiny, tiny little states. The, of big states, California's far away the most vaccinated. It's got the least COVID around, and it's still arguing over whether or not you can have the public pool open in your town. That's really quite amazing. It is, it is unbelievable. It's like the entire state did a hit of whippets and is just, you know, it has nitrous oxide in its brain and just can't quite focus. I know you've it's, done it's this. It's in a dream world. I know you've done this everywhere already. Uh, you've already done this, but the new standards do away with the requirements for solid partitions, those big plastic barriers that separate customers from cashiers. So now I can finally hear the soft talking cashier with the mask on behind the glass thing say, how much? <laughs> what? Then you got to lean around the glass. <laughs> I said. You got to practically put your ear up against their mouth to figure out what you owe. <laughs> Final thoughts. Oh, more soft rock. It's killing me. It's killing me. And the snow turned into rain. Here's Joe Getty, your host for Final Thoughts. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, beginning with Michelangelo. He presses the buttons in the control room, keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought. You know, I used to think the 1970s weren't that bad, but then I heard Dan Fogelberg, and yeah, they really were that bad. That's a six-minute song, too, if you really want to <laughs> really get into it. It's an epic. Yep. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? All of social media is just some guy snapping his fingers three inches in front of your face every time you reach for a book. That was my favorite tweet of the day. That is good. That is wow. really good. Wow. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought to share with the crew? There are a number of things I'm happy about and proud of in my life, but there's nothing, no title, no designation, no job that I like better than being dad to my two kids. So I'm going to celebrate myself on Father's Day and do a bunch of stuff with my boys. 
Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And, and there are some of us who realize how important dads are in kids' lives, boys and girls. And so here's to you. My final thought is the one thing I miss about 70s music is pop radio would play a hard rock song, then they'd play a wuss rock song, then they'd play a disco song, then they'd play something pretty damned twangy, and then and all points in between. I kind of miss that. Another text. I was at the Peacock Cafe the other day. Best Peacock I've ever had. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? I'm not so dumb. Sure. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another <laughs> grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the podcasts are downloadable. If you missed the chunk of the show, just go ahead and grab Armstrong and Getty On Demand or one of the extra-large podcasts. You can get some cool A&G swag. Get yourself a T-shirt or a hat. Yeah, cool. I wear an Armstrong and Getty T-shirt regularly. They're, they're comfortable. They're soft. They're form-fitting. Oh, yeah. oh, Lord. We'll see you on Monday. God bless America. I will not be a party to this bull****. Holy cow. So say it with me. See, say Broadway. Folks, I'm going. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? <laughs> in any event, I hope this is behind us. I thought everything was over. Yeah. We could come and have some fun. This is not a kumbaya moment. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother****. Armstrong and Getty.